What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fun episode of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel, as always with Sean Mackey. Fun show today. We're going to talk Carmelo Anthony finally becoming a Bull, and how the Bulls are getting a little um, scandalous amongst the NBA, if you catch what I'm saying. Ha-ha. Uh, we're going to talk about Dennis Smith Jr.'s trade options. We're going to talk about Anthony Davis being out for an extended period of time. A uh, whole lot of discussions on this show. Be sure to tune in. Uh, without further ado, here's the show, and enjoy it, everybody. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but can't handle what we coming with. Others in love with the drug in this family, just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes, 48 Minutes. So, Sean, after five years, Carmelo Anthony, the Chicago Bull! I know! I know! And it's all because Taj Gibson talked him into coming there. It'll be like, he'll go in Chicago Bulls lore with J.R. Smith and Jameer Nelson and... Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon and (laughs) Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris and... Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell. <laughs> all the all, we should call them the woulda, coulda, shoulda bulls. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so like, how good will Carmelo look in a red and black Bulls jersey for ten seconds? For ten seconds, for fun, about as good as he would in an Atlanta Hawks jersey. Yeah, <laughs> that's, Do you that, think? that's how that's how good it is. Um, <laughs> so so, I was I was. I got home from the gym and I saw your text. I didn't see any of the push notifications or anything that he had he had been he had been traded. And then I opened up your text and I was like, "This is a joke. Like this is literally a joke." And it's funny because this is such a bulls move. They literally will take on any bad player just so you can give them some extra cash. The Bulls are a cash considerations prostitute. They they are a cash considerations prostitutes. They are they've been hooking all over the league this yes. year. And, and and Houston is like Houston is like booty calling the Bulls now cuz that's the second one in a couple weeks. I know. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You like, guys want this Michael Carter Williams sound contract? We put a little how much, extra on the table. How, mu- how much? How much? Uh, how many? How many dollar bills are you gonna are you gonna shove in his waistband? Know. <laughs> you know. I'm mean, like, well, how about seventy five grand of them? <laughs> sure, that's that sounds fair. <laughs> I mean, what a weekend! What a, what a four days for the Bulls. Betty the Bull swaps jerseys with Dwayne Wade. Um, you know, they actually win today. They get their first win of 2019. <laughs> it's, the, it's the 21st. <laughs> and then Carmelo Anthony finally comes here after five years. After we ch- after Tim tried to pitch a Joakim Noah, Derek Rose, Carmelo Anthony super team. Let's be honest. That still wouldn't have worked. <laughs> nope. nope. I mean, it would have been fun for literally maybe like, I don't know, 30 games. And that would have been it. Yeah. And, Other and that, thing- that would have blown up. Other thing I found hilarious and bulls dumb. I literally, like, this whole, like, when I was prepping this episode, I was like, we don't have anything bulls to talk about, finally. Nothing crazy, nothing weird. But then, like, uh, I was like, Dwayne Wade got a Chicago Bulls tribute video, and Tibbs is still yet to get one. 
No, no, they just it, it's <laughs> it's what a what a weird organization this has become. Like, I, I mean, everybody knows they're a joke, and I don't think they're quite like hip to the fact that they're a joke yet. But it's getting to be. I mean, what's going to happen next season? You know, what's going to end up happening? They're gonna they're gonna whiff on on Zion Williams. They're gonna whiff on him, and they're gonna get someone else who's not as good. And they're going to suck again next year, and people are going to stop coming to games. They're fourth place in tank wars right now. Just so we just were clear, that's 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 not e- they're not even they're not even tanking right. They shouldn't have won. They shouldn't have won today. No, they should have let the Cavs win because the Cavs are now second in tank wars. Yeah, so it's just like it's like it's like come on. I mean, it's fine, but but this is just this Carmelo Anthony thing today is just a joke. I mean, they are literally like you're right. This is a this is a bad booty call at this point. <laughs> it's just They're like, like um, do you remember that episode of How I Met Your Mother when Robin doesn't realize she's a drinking game on the news? When like Vague, every, vaguely, when she, vaguely. Like, every time she says "but um," people drink. You know. Yeah, that's that's the Bulls. <laughs> that, that's the Bulls. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think this is this is just it's becoming it's becoming a little bit sad. So I'm uh, this is this is a disappointment. This At the is end a... of the year, when we do our All NBA team, All Defensive team, we'll do our All Cash Considerations team. We have to because yes. that this is definitely one of them. I mean, it's this is this is a complete joke. So, but, uh, I guess I, so, so Carmelo is going to be bought out, Yeah. but it'll be after the trade deadline from what I understand. Yeah. So, um, Lakers don't have an, they don't have a roster spot open. No, and they don't want to give up a guaranteed player either. And they don't want to give up a guaranteed player either. So is Carmelo Anthony's career in the NBA over? Um, if it's not the Lakers, it's gotta be China, right? I mean, I mean, if I was Carmelo, you could make some serious cash playing in China right now. Yeah, I mean, remember that team offered Dwayne Wade like thirty million to spend a year in China. Downside: you have to live in China. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there, but if, if Carmelo goes to China, he doesn't have to ride the bench. That's true. He is a uh, he is a star player. He can him and uh, yeah. Sun Ming Ming can uh, team up and and. I mean, Stefan Marbury made a living over there. Like Stefan Marbury is the greatest Chinese player ever who wasn't <laughs> Chinese in China. Jimmer so, Fredette might disagree with that now. Jimmer Fredette's he's on his way too. Good for Jimmer. Good for yeah. Jimmer. He's he's a great player too. But. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't I don't see anybody with with the exception of, of maybe the Lakers, you know, if they're able to free up a roster spot, I don't I don't see him going anywhere. Man. I also never thought in a million years that we would compare an NBA team to a hooker on a podcast. But you know, we, we we pulled that off today. There's a there's a first for everything, man. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. We definitely pulled that off today. Yeah, yeah. So uh I know you guys talked a little bit about this on uh, well the guys on shot colors talked a little bit about this but i just kind of wanted to talk to you about it so lonzo ball is out four to six weeks yeah okay this sucks yeah it does this really really sucks and i'm i'm not even gonna lie and and i just wanted this to be on the record it's it's 2019 and i'm saying this i uh i miss lebron james yeah it's not fun without him 
No, this is this team. Uh, I mean, Kyle Kuzma's having some great, you know, one-off, two-off games, but uh, they they need him back. They need him back. Yes, they do. Yeah, I think you know when a team loses the best player in the world, chances are they're going to need him back. It yeah, sometimes. And I mean, we're getting closer to the trade deadline. Uh, Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere this season. No. Um. So I mean, I, the way I'm I'm looking at it, I'm I'm thinking you know Lakers are going to look for a short term player to maybe trade for, to to maybe or maybe someone they pick up after the uh, you know the waiver season happens. Buyout season, yeah. The buyout season happens, yeah. So it's like I mean I don't I don't know where they go from here, but this is uh this is bad. This is really really bad. Yes, yeah, so we're recording this before the Warriors Martin Luther King Day game because you know we know what's going to happen there. Um, and but do, but do we, Tim? This is the NBA. True, true. But I can't you never know. Team, I can't imagine a team that has a point guard of Brandon Ingram going against Steph Curry is going to go well, especially a team that just got Boogie Cousins back. Yeah, yeah. Probably probably not going to be great. No bueno. No, no bueno. No. No. With like, I mean. In that Rockets game, they needed Lance Stevenson to keep him in the game at times. Yeah, I um, I don't know what the Lakers are going to do. I'm very disappointed that Lonzo Ball is out as long as he's going to be. Um, so it was like really awkward too. It was awkward. It was very awkward. Maybe he shouldn't wear big ballers. Maybe, maybe they're garbage shoes. Yeah. Maybe they're trash shoes. They probably. Uh, but you know, if you're a Lakers fan. And uh, it's been tough. I I suggest you you shift your attention over to the east because the uh, the New Jersey, I mean Brooklyn Nets, aren't doing so bad right now. No, no, they are not. No, we've talked about this. Kyle's officially jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, he like, claimed that from me because he bought a T-shirt, but I have a hat. So. You did. You, I, I'll go ahead and give you this. You had the hat before he had the T-shirt. What as up, far as Kyle? I know, you hear that. Yeah, Wars. yeah. However, that's <laughs> – I mean, I did see the hat before the T-shirt. It means nothing, but okay. <laughs> so D'Angelo Russell is having uh, – you know, this. He's, he's finally becoming the player that we thought, you know, he would be. Um, yeah. And, you know, before, before we got on here, I was throwing the stat at you that he had seven 30-plus point games uh, in his first three seasons. Um, and then this season he has eight. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been he's been really really good, and uh, I'm 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 happy for him. And and I I I read something on the internet. I don't know if it's true, but I've I've read that Karis Levert may be coming back to to basketball sometime in late February. I mean, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? It would be, considering we were pretty much sure that they were going to have to you know amputate that thing off. I mean that thing was that thing was detached. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty gross there for a second. It was it was pretty gross, but um, if he's able to come back and play this season, and it it looks, it is it I, it is more than possible that the Nets are going to make it into the Eastern Conference playoffs this year. Yeah, and um, they are going to be probably I I think they're going to be the the hip team to to root for this season. What do you think? Yeah, I think people are really catching on. I mean, if you remember when we did our team previews, I think I was the minority and said they were going to be a fun team this year. And yes. And people were like, eh, okay, yeah, whatever, Tim. 
but no, you were you were right, you were right. Um, uh-huh. But uh, you know, if uh, you know, if like I said, if you're a Lakers fan, you know, maybe maybe cross over and watch some Eastern Conference games a little earlier in the evening, and uh, and see what D'Angelo Russell's doing. Um, Jarrett Allen, God, what a what a what an amazing blocker. <laughs> Spencer Dinwiddie has been really good. Spencer Dinwiddie has been incredible too. He's another he's another uh, Bulls cash considerations kind of guy. Yeah, ish. So ish ish. They yeah, didn't really he was like they they could they had him in preseason. They cut him because they wanted to keep Jaron Grant. Yeah, that was good. That was yeah. real good. So, but having a, a six foot six point guard is fun, and D'Angelo Russell can also play the point as well. So they've got some they got some options over there, and. Um, they got a crazy game today from Joe Harris. Joe Harris, he's another one who can who can turn it on from time to time. So yeah, so they've got a really fun team. Um, so you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them in the playoffs this year, and I'm looking forward to seeing Karis LeVert back on the uh, back on the court. And uh, so is my fantasy team. <laughs> Not gonna <laughs> yeah, lie, they also got a very underrated rookie this year in the second round, and Rodion's Crookus. Crookus. I don't know if I'll ever say his name right, but. Um, from Latvia. Okay. Following the ways of the Porzingis. Following the ways of the Porzingis. It's always and a good way to follow. Yeah, he might be like second team all rookie this year. He's had a pretty good year. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, 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 where are we saying they end? You know, if you had to guess today, you think they end with the eighth seed? Maybe grab the seventh? I think they, um, let's see, right now they're the six. Long term, do I trust them more than I trust Miami? Yeah, I do honestly. I think they're <laughs> players. Man, throwing Miami under the bus. And they're well coached. Right yes, they. You're right. They do have sports, but I like Kenny Atkinson. I think Kenny I, I a like Ken, Kenny Atkinson is a, is a very decent coach, and I I think they need to to hold on to him. And then they have in the AC right now is the Hornets, which the difference between those two teams is they have Kemba Walker. Yes. But, um, actually, while we're talking about that, I'm gonna look up and see. What the how close the numbers are this year between Kemba Walker and D'Angelo Russell? I'm curious. I wonder if they're close at all. I don't think I, they are. I, but... I don't. I don't think they are. I but, think you're gonna gonna run into a numbers discrepancy right there. So if I, I guess if we're going the way we are right now, I would say that they will probably be the seven. Okay. And then I would say that yeah, they could probably grab the seven. Um, oh no, these numbers are not close. Though D'Angelo does have a better assist rate. Okay, well, Kimba's got to do all the scoring in in, in Charlotte, so it, it's understandable. Their usage he, rate is very close. Well, that's 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 interesting, but yeah. you know, but the value of a replacement player is not. Kemba's a two point one. DeAndre's a one point three. Still, don't think he's going to be with the Hornets at the end of the year. Yeah, he will. Okay, they're we'll gonna, see. They're probably in the playoffs in the East. Do you think they're uh, worse than the Pistons? Do you think they're going to go past the first round? No, but you don't trade a guy because you're not going to go past the first round. You should because what's the point, dude? They're gonna make. They're, Kemba Walker is going to be a Hornet. That's not. Oh. There's no way he's getting moved. Okay. Okay. I mean, the the Hornets like have basically already said that Michael Jordan's already said he's going to do everything he can to keep him. You know what? I've heard a I've heard a lot of stories over the years. We're gonna we're gonna, you know, keep so and so, and and then and then we're gonna trade him. You know, I mean, it's it's there's no loyalty in the NBA, and there's especially no loyalty with Michael Jordan. Come on, come on. I don't know, man. He seems to really like keeping Michael Kidd Gilchrist. 
Yeah, well, that's that's not understandable at all. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Actually, I like it. Gilchrist as an NBA player. He's just not a good offensive player. No. He's like a good guy who can – he's a good, like – he's like one of those guys who can almost get a triple-double. Yeah. But, like, he's kind of in, in the same in the same uh, vein as um, Evan Turner. Like a guy who can who can who can almost get a triple double, but not quite. Or an Alfred, or or an Alfred Payton, another almost triple double guy, yeah. but they're like not quite good enough to get the triple double. It'll be like five five and five, you know. There's nothing wrong with five five and five guys. There's there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like you know, come on. Yeah, well, I don't know, man, because uh, Washington, Orlando are some teams that look like uh, can make some moves as well. I mean, they they're, they're teams that look like they could be in the Eastern Conference race because it's an awful race. Yeah, they could get uh, they could get Kemba Walker. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> like they could give up. I mean, I mean, you think late in the season, Orlando's? You th- where, where's Orlando at right now? They're twenty and twenty-seven, but they are the eleven seed, and they are um, two and a half games behind the Hornets at the eight seed. So. You look at a team like like the Magic. I believe who owns their own draft picks this season, correct? correct. Okay. And it's so like the Dallas Mavericks who don't have a draft pick and don't have, have a point draft guard pick. in the market. They do. They do. Speaking of that point guard on the markets who is uh not on the market today. Yeah. But is on the market. Yes. Uh Dennis Smith Jr. So there were rumblings was it last week? That uh, that he was going to be he was going to be traded. Mm-hmm. He was not traded, and he was hurt, and now he's awkwardly back with the team. Yes, in the same vein. Met. Now it wasn't as bad as say you know Paul Gasol getting traded to the Houston Rockets and then having the trade rescinded and then having to go back to the Lakers. Right. Not the, yeah. So so it's not it's not that bad, but it's still awkward. How do you? How do you approach a situation like that? I don't know because you know Dennis Smith Jr. was kind of drafted to be the franchise guy, before but he's they not. They'd have a chance to get Luca the next year, obviously. Well, that was a heist that no one saw coming, and right. same with same with Dallas. They were like, "Oh my God, this really happened." We have probably the best best point guard prospect of the last ten years. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. So so say you you trade. Dennis Smith Jr. down to down to Central Florida, uh-huh. and what are we getting here? Like a like a Terrence Ross? What are we doing? I don't know because he's been really really good for them too. He has he has been, but he's not long term. So, you know, and he's getting up there a little bit. So I don't I don't see him as a long term piece with this with this team. Also, I don't think they're going to get rid of Aaron Gordon. They've just thrown just too much money at him. However. Um, with the plethora of big men they have, yes. Do you see them trading? You know, maybe Nikola Vucevic. I don't know because he's having an awesome year. But he's but he's on an expiring. Correct. Correct. So, and so, I guess it depends on: Do you want to make a run at the eight seed, or do you want to tank? I mean, or do you want to kind of try to get like into the late lottery? True. Because right true. now, yeah, they're a late lottery team, so it's like I say move them. But yeah, yeah. And this will be the first season, you know, with the new draft lottery rules. So we don't really know how that's going to shake out. I, I mean, we do. We all know that Cleveland is once again going to get the number one pick. <laughs> and 
I'm going to slam my fists on something and just yell at the sky and say that they don't deserve Zion Williamson because they don't. Correct. But because um, they've squandered, they've they've squandered having a superstar basically twice. So, well, they won a championship one of those times. Yeah, but they could have won a whole lot more, <laughs> a whole lot more. But if they would have just went ahead and traded J.J. Hickson for Amari Stoudemire that season, that would have been a done deal. <laughs> they would have won then. So they could add two. That would have happened. But I always no. forget about that. Oh God, yeah. And then they what? took the deal off the table to get Paul George last year. Yeah, it's like, it's like you know, I I don't, I don't know. I'll never understand Cleveland, and they. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're a Cleveland fan listening, I'm sorry. Your your team deserves to rot, just like Chicago's does. <laughs> so yeah, we're like in the same boat. We are literally in the same boat. They no both one won to that rot. game this afternoon. We both no, lost. They both lost. I was hoping like towards the end of the fourth quarter, like like. They would just keep trading baskets and tying the game and tying the game, and they'd both just pass out from being exhausted, and they just call it, you know. Yeah. Just and it would just be like, nope, no one else can play. We're just it'll be the first ever NBA draw. You know, we're just gonna we're gonna do this, and and that would have made more sense actually because it, both teams lost today. I mean, campaign helped the Bulls win a game for once on the <sighs> other team. Yeah. Well, he's um. He's their new uh he's the new uh, Anderson Verjao. He's the bad luck guy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> God, so much bad basketball, so much bad basketball. So so Dennis Smith Jr. So we talked about him going to Orlando. Where mm-hmm. else do you see him possibly maybe relocating to? Well, one I'll say before we go into any other teams. I really want Orlando because I just want to see this incredibly insane athletic dunking team in Florida. They better not give him number 1. Yeah, that's that's a sensitive subject, Sean. Yeah, I know. It needs to be double retired. Yes. It needs it to be double retired, and they need to do it together, and, and that's how it needs to be done. I don't care. So, like, if say they, say they got Dennis Smith Jr. Listen to this dunk team they'd have, all right? You'd have <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr., you'd have Aaron Gordon, and you would have Jonathan Isaac, and Terrence Ross, who can throw it down. Who also can throw it down. Also yeah. in the dunk contest, right? Yeah, he was before, yeah. yeah so that's yeah. like four dudes that you can just get in a fast break. Like, they'd be – do you remember the college Florida Gulf Coast University? Yes. They were dunked yes. to lock in the NCAA tournament. They went to the Sweet 16. Yes, I remember them. It's that. That's that's what they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, both d- Florida teams. I'm down for that. Yeah, Gulf Coast is down by my uh, by my mom down in Florida. So, And I remember I was actually down there when they, they ended up getting into that, and it was everybody was just going crazy about it. Yeah. Um, Phoenix is the other one, obviously, because they're in desperate need of a point guard. Um, you have Dennis Smith Jr., you get Devin oh. Booker. They had too many point guards for, like, five years, and, like, now they don't have any. <laughs> I know. They're so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know what happens out in the desert that just makes them go stupid, because it's like, you need a point guard. Devin Booker's not a point guard. He's yeah. not. I mean, he can, he can, he can drag the ball up the court, but he's not a, he's not a facilitator. And your team he's sucks a shooter. at this point, so just, just play Eliakobo there. And it's like and, – and the thing that sucks about the Phoenix Suns is DeAndre Ayton is not having a terrible season. No, he's had a really good year actually. No. For his own offensive center. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and people aren't talking about him at all, you know, because, you know, you know, Doncic Mania is going on. So yeah. Luka, Luka Mania is going on. So it's – Hallelujah, uh, you know. Hallelujah. So, so 
I don't know what they do. There's so many teams that just have just question marks right now in my mind. Right. Like there's there's a few like true contenders. And that's it. And it's funny because I think this is one of the most competitive NBA seasons we've had in a long time. Yeah, and by like true like multiple competitors, you mean the Warriors. Well, no, I'm not just I'm not just talking about the Warriors, but sure we'll go on to that. Yeah, because that's basically now they are unbeatable. Like I thought they were unbeat we all thought they were unbeatable before. So I compared it last night to the Megazord and Power Rangers. Are we talking the Megazord or the Ultimate Megazord? Oh my god, they might be the Ultimate Megazord. You're correct. They might be. They gotta have. They have to have. Uh, what was it? Titanus. So it's gotta be. It's gotta be Megazord, Dragonzord, and Titanus. Yeah. To make that, and, and I Kerr think is definitely Zordon. He 100. He is. He is Zordon. Yeah, I agree with that. So. Yeah. So they got their uh, they got their five rangers and they're uh, they're ready to go uh, beat up Rita Repulsa and uh, and Lord Zed. Yeah, and by like Rita Repulsa and Lord Zed, we mean the NBA. Uh, just the Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> just the Celtics. Still think they're gonna make the still think they're gonna win the East, huh? The the Boston Rita Repulsas. Um, <laughs> oh man. Oh man. I really hope Elizabeth Banks is not a Celtics fan. I hope not. Gosh. That would that would ruin her for me. Yeah. Especially after that great performance in that movie that no one cared about. I know. Such a good it's, movie. It's so good. It was like seriously like one of the best reboots of like the last like five or six years. Like it was the only one that I could actually get behind. I was like, wow, that didn't suck. I know. I was like, this is great. It was casted. It was a little – it was well casted. It was a little dark. That weird shit at the beginning with Brian Cranston dressed up in full alien makeup as Zordon was incredible. Yeah. Like, everything about that movie was awesome, and they had that bad-ass teaser at the end. And then you, you're you like, nope, we're not doing it, so they're rebooting it again. Yeah. Okay. Weird flex, but okay. Yeah. I mean, it's dumb. Yeah. So, where were we at with Dennis Smith? I don't know. We got on Power Rangers, and I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> That's the more of a good podcast right there. Oh, no. We were talking about, yeah, how, like, they the Suns had, like, 27-point guards. And now we're like they're playing Devin Booker at point, which I'm down with, but like yeah. it's not working because um, he is shooting really bad this year. And then um, the Warriors, yeah, okay, the Warriors, yeah. So Boogie's back. Uh, we see we get the first glimpse of a Friday night where he comes in. Not only does he foul out his first game in classic Boogie ways, of course, he also already had a technical foul before he even put a uniform on for the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, you know, it's just the, it's the boogie way. And then he comes in, he drops, he has 14 points, doesn't fouls out. A lot. Yeah, I mean, and then gets and then gets a standing ovation yeah. while he's while he's being thrown out of the game. Basically, <laughs> it's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, it's an ideal situation for boogie. You know what? Here's why I like it, Sean. Okay, and you've heard me on this show for is this our third season or fourth season? Third season. You've heard me say a lot of things about the Golden State Warriors. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm excited for this. You know why? Tell me. Because this means we don't have to deal with James Harden playing in the NBA Finals. With it's his true. not fun style of play, with his 44 steps, with his like not even getting touched and getting fouled. And okay, why, I'm... James why Harden could not play fun basketball. Can we just finally why, admit that? Why Why couldn't this have have been have been Tracy McGrady? We talked about this recently. Right. Like, why couldn't this have been Tracy McGrady? Like Tracy McGrady, we, Yao Ming Rockets were we so fun. We would have loved to have seen that team in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. 
It would have been so good. But they couldn't get out of the first round. No, because I was going to play like the Spurs. Or Utah. (laughs) Or Utah, who was just like a powerhouse at the time too. So it was – it's just – I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. You can either win a series with Trace McGrady or you can win with Andre Karolinko. You pick, guys. Exactly. (laughs) But I – yeah. I actually really had fun watching it. Um, You could tell the guys were excited. I have like – Full blown, become like a full fledged Steph Curry fan in the last year. I don't know what happened, but like I'm all in on number thirty now. All in on thirty. Yeah, he's having a hell of a season. Yeah, he is. A lot of players having hell of seasons this year, though. Yeah, still yeah. think Giannis is MVP. I think he should be because he doesn't have to get fouled to make baskets. But I think he's been the most impressive player this season, and he's been low key awesome impressive. If yes. that makes sense. And he got The Rock to tweet at him, and they had a Twitter conversation. So I, yeah, think, I, I mean, think that counts. I think I think he's I think he's probably I, I think he's probably the most dominant player in the NBA this season. I'm I'm putting that over Anthony Davis. Yeah, which we should get to that too in a second. Sure. Um, but overall, your thoughts like are the Warriors officially the most unbeatable team in NBA history now? They should be. They they have no excuses if they lose. I know. And look, here this, here it is, tweet, text message I'm getting from Ben Brown. James Harden's cooking already. What do you do, get four fouls on him already? Is that my new Warriors? <laughs> what do you know? He's got three foul shots already in the first quarter. Big got... surprise there. Wow. How, Big how surprise entertaining there. and fun. It's so fun. Gosh. Oh, my God, it's so annoying. Okay. I know. So let's talk about life without Anthony Davis. Which is about to be a long-standing chapter in New Orleans, but they're getting a taste of it now. Um, he's out one to two weeks with a finger injury. He is apparently did he get an operation? Did he not? I can't remember. But um, right, you know, they do win today against Memphis on the MLK Day, and they win by twenty. Not bad. With Jaleel Okafor, Sean playing center. Going for twenty and ten. Wow, what what year is it? I know they had four guys score twenty or more. That's impressive. By more, I mean they had two guys score twenty one. That's that's good. Yeah, good for them. Yeah. So Julius Randle has twenty and twelve today. Julius Randle, I'd like to talk about him a little bit. So he's been low key good this season. Yes, he has. He's been he's been low key good. However, do you think he is the best person to be paired up with Anthony Davis? Uh, no, that's LeBron James. It's LeBron James. Okay, cool. Yeah. It, as long as we agree on that, yeah, we'll be good. Cool. Yeah, but you know, it is kind of interesting now that we're at this point where, um, the Lakers are probably like, you know, would really be good on this team right now. Julius Randle would be really good on this team right now. Yeah, but. Kuzma plays the same position. He's not really a... Kuzma's not really a three. Uh, I would say he's more of a three than Randall is. No, no. I'm saying I'm saying, I'm saying they're both fours. I think they're both they're both fours. LeBron's a four now. He barely plays a plays a three anymore. But he should be playing the three. That's dumb. He's the best three of all time. Yes, he is. But he's also thirty four. Okay, okay. It's like Johnny Bench not playing catcher. Yeah, we've been what, through this. 
what, what, where did he play again? What, did he second base or something? He's play, he played outfield? Like, he played, yeah, there was actually three games at Riverfront Stadium. He played center field. Okay. That's okay. weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't, I think that, you know, if this, you know, with how Randall's been this year, I think, it's, I think he only has a two-year deal in New Orleans anyway. So. Oh, yeah, I think it's a, I think it's like a one-on-one one or something. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if he'll be there next season. I mean, if, if Anthony Davis is traded this off season, um, I mean, I mean awesome they, they, if they were like, well, Anthony Davis has officially left New Orleans, and the team is up for auction for different cities I mean, to bid on. I mean, Anthony Davis at this point, you you have to think that he knows what he's doing, what his long term plans are, and yeah. players players always say they oh I haven't thought about it. That's bullshit. They've thought about it. <laughs> they always don't they always do that. Oh, I haven't really didn't, thought about it. Didn't Wade like debunk that earlier this year when he's like, oh, we knew LeBron's going to Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like oh, haven't hadn't really thought about my future. Haven't didn't really think this was going to be my last day as a Cleveland Cavalier. Hadn't really given it much thought. No, no, no. You, no, did. you did. You did. You did. You're a production you company. You knew exactly what you were doing. Anthony Davis knows exactly what he's doing. And if I were Anthony Davis, I would spare the Pelicans right now the problem and just be like, "Look, I need to be traded out of here. This isn't working. He's never going to win a title there." They're not going to secure him. He's not going to get some sort of, uh, you know, uh, you know, giddy feeling in his heart where he's like, I need to stay with this team. They love me here and I love them. It's just, it's not going to happen. No, he's, uh, he's out. He's gone. Yeah. He's got to be at the point now where he's like, all right, I know I've done everything I can here. And I don't think this is like a, I hate New Orleans or F New Orleans or this place. No, sucks. it's just kind of like. They've tried to they've tried to put some teams yeah. together out there, but they, it just hasn't worked out. He's just you also know? been there during the era of a really good Rockets team, and obviously the Warriors team is maybe the best one of the best dynasties in NBA history. And well, and and here's the thing: here's the thing. We're getting to the point where he has he he is at that that Kevin Garnett point in his yeah. career where. If he stays any longer, he's just wasting time. And, you know, Kevin Garnett had to be talked out of leaving Minnesota right. because of loyalty. Trust me, Anthony Davis isn't going to need to be talked out of, <laughs> no. of, of, of you know, trying to leave New Orleans. I mean, it's going to happen. And it's like, let teams start pitching the shit now. And let's get it over with. It's it's this is this was a huge story at the beginning of the year, okay? And and them going out, him and LeBron going out to dinner together and stuff. Come on, come on. Yeah, I still understand the argument people make the Celtics have more to trade, and I get that. But I mean, when your agent is Rich Paul, when the 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 lore of the Lakers is big men, if you look at their history. Like, yeah, and he can be the next big man in that great lore of great of the centers in the in L.A. Yeah, I think that they've got to be the guys that kind of make the most sense for him. He can be like the ultimate superstar there. There's a reason. I know Shaq has said many times he if he would have known what he knows now he would have stayed in Orlando, but there's a reason Shaq went to L.A. because he became a bigger star. One hundred percent. Yeah, and like when people and... think of Shaq's legacy now, they think of the Los Angeles Lakers. I think oh, of the magic I... personally, but most people 
Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a hell of an amazing career in L.A. Um, but I, I'm we're at a point though. I think I think this has got to you know if I if say say New Orleans gets you know so where are they at right now in the standings? They're twelfth. They're twelfth. So they're not even really in the playoff picture if the playoffs started today. So they get to a point. Say they don't make the playoffs. I think the day after he's like, look, you need to move me. Let's get this going because this is this is it's an everybody knows he's moving everybody. Right. Don't you think? Yeah, they got to know. I mean, I mean this, this is a joke now. Just get rid of him. Go ahead and do it. Just do it because it's like, you know, you're going to get you're going to they're going to get a nice package regardless of what happens. They're going to get a very nice package. However, it's not going to be enough. And of course, the Pelicans are eventually going to get moved to Seattle. So <laughs> it's all part of the plan. Yes. We don't really know where we have to confirm this plan, but we just know the plan is happening. Yes. The plan is 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 <laughs> relocate the Pelicans to <laughs> Seattle. Yes, exactly. Oh, man. All right. So one of the kind of the conversations I wanted to have before we got out of here. Um, I know our show's got a little shorter of late. Um, Paul George has been on a crazy tear where it looks like, I think, you know, a lot of people wondered when he broke his leg, would he ever be back to what he, what he used to be then? I think yeah. he is far better than what he was then. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he has really kind of become the number one option on a Thunder team that has a def- an MVP and a guy who is back-to-back seasons averaging a triple-double. And that's crazy. Um, so Sean, I kind of wanted to touch on this because between those two, we know they're a deadly duo. Russ has struggled a lot this year, obviously with his shot. He's been very inefficient. Uh, while Paul George has just been incredible. He's been, you know, I think Paul George has really kind of gotten back to that. You could probably have that argument with him and Kawhi Leonard and who's the best two way player in basketball. It's pretty close right now. Yeah, I would say it's definitely really close. Way um, closer than one would have expected at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, but that's not what I'm the conversation I'm trying to have here. Sure. My conversation now is like, you're building a team, and you can just choose one of those two guys: Russell Westbrook, Mister Points, Rebounds, and Assists, or Paul George, Mister Efficient, Mister Two Way Defensive Player, Mister I'm gonna, I, I, if the game's on the line, I can make this shot. Who are you taking? Well, that's kind of a tough one. Um, I mean, if I was going to, to pick today, I would say Paul George. Right. Um, but uh, how many how many Western Conference Finals has Russ Westbrook been to? Two or three. Did, two or three. Is it two? I think, I think he's done. I think he's been to two because they went to the finals that one year. Yeah, and then they lost the year. Of course, they had a three one lead on the Warriors. Yeah. So they've been they've been there they've been there twice. Um, or maybe three times. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like that 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 kind of. Anyways, whereas Paul George has been there once in the East, um, and literally took the Miami Heat to seven games, so which was probably one of the better Eastern Conference uh, uh, championship runs that we've seen in a while. Absolutely. So, so and I, I feel like that's kind of left out a lot. I don't think people talk about that team enough. I mean, they were. They were points away from, from beating the Miami Heat. Yeah, agreed. Like le- legitimately beating them, and like I mean, it was it was very impressive what they were doing. However, um, today, like you said, uh, Paul George, he's probably he's 
he's having his best NBA season. Dude, we never thought four that four conference, but he's been to four conference finals. He's been to four. He's they been lost to, four. to the Who? Mavs okay. in 2011. They beat the Spurs okay. in 2012. Okay. They lost to the Spurs in 13, 14, and lost to the Warriors in 15, 16. So he's been to four. However, uh, Kevin Garnett was a big part of those. You mean Durant. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kevin Durant was a big part of those. So, so. However, is Paul George a better running mate for Russ? It seems like it. Um, I feel like it is too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's not a dig on Durant by any means, but it seems like George has really kind of really elevated his game with Russ. Yeah, and it seems like they work has. really well together. Um, I mean, Russ's stats have have suffered a little bit because of it, but that's that's fine. He's he's got the he got the one season where he averaged the triple double, and he's got the he's got the uh, got the MVP award. So, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, it's a you know it kind of sucks for George that Harden and Giannis are having these great years because you could definitely make a case for Paul George as an MVP candidate this year. Definitely in the Defensive Player of the Year candidate as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that game against Philly was super fun with him and Butler going back and forth at the end. That was awesome. Yes, yes. He, um, yeah, that was a that was a really good game. Um, so, if you were going to pick, who would you go with? I still, I mean... Still I, go with Russ? No, I, I think I'd go with Paul. You go with Paul? Okay. Yeah, I just think that, like... I just think the, the way, like, how much better Paul George has gotten and how yeah. he survived this crazy injury... Yeah. ...that was, like, on national television... Sure. And just has like really elevated his game and really built up and kind of he's really become the number one guy in Oklahoma City. It's just been huge, and I think that says a lot. Where, you know, Durant came in as the number one guy in Westbrook, built off that. Yeah. Westbrook was the number one guy, and Paul George took that from him. Yeah. And that says a lot as far as like the skill set, the kind of player he is. I think um, I think they're both outstanding players. Obviously, they're both certainly all stars for a reason. Um, and I like that OKC team. I think they've had a really good year. Yeah. When it's, things started off really bad for them, but yeah. I'm excited, man. I think uh, I think this is going to be a big time couple years for PG. I am okay with the fact it's not going to be in a Laker jersey. I'm okay with that too. I'm coming to peace with that. Yeah. So it'll be cool, man. Um, it'll be neat to see what he does. Yeah. All right. Final thing before we get out of here. Sure. Are you blown away that Kyrie Irving has learned how to be a facilitator? Am I blown away by it? Oh my god, he looks awesome as a passer. He does. Like he does. He's because, Celtics. It looks, it looks like a complete offensive point guard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's what he probably needs to be though. They have yeah so many other players. He doesn't need to be the man every night, right? You know, I mean, it's it's a lot of offensive players on that team and, and, and you've got to facilitate. So, I mean, they've been on an upward swing. We were a little worried about him a week ago and now we're kind of like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe this is behind him, but you never know. They could go. Have yeah, a I agree. Swing again, I think, so um, you never know. The passing ability has been really impressive. He had a, like, what was it the last week? He had the game at 18 assists. That's yeah. That was that was very impressive. Yeah, and I love it. I think that's kind of the one piece I kind of always bother me about Kyrie Irving. And now that I'm seeing him do that, I think that separates him and puts him at a different level. Um, 
And, you know, he's played really good defense this year. Well, I shouldn't say really good. He's played his best defense of his career so far, I should say. Yeah. And I don't know what that says for him, but um, I dig it. Oh, shit. There was one more thing I wanted to touch on base with you before we get out of here. Sure. I, I just More things are popping in my head because I knew yeah. you being like me, being a 90s nostalgic geek, would love this. Did you see that interview that Penny Hardaway did last week where he confirmed that Nike is bringing back Little Penny? No, you did. You did mention this to me. Yes, yes. So they're they're bringing back the actual doll. Yes, the the doll is going to be back on in, on for sale. Okay, that's that's good. Yeah, I'll it's have definitely, one. Uh, yeah, you're like I'll I'll have one. That, <laughs> like, yes, have some. <laughs> um, Memphis had a game last week where they wore the Memphis State jerseys again. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was sweet. That's uh, that'll be uh, I don't know, man. How. How, so how is Memphis doing? Um, you know, they got a little ways to go. They'll be really good next year. Okay, but this year is not. The, you know, it's uh, isn't it? Isn't it crazy to think that Penny Hardaway is coaching a team? Dude, I still think about that all the time. It's like, still, it's still weird, man. That and like, you know, like I said, like on a show last week, I talked to Patrick Ewing in a game this year, and that was weird. I'm gonna see Chris Mullen in a couple weeks. I know when I cover a game, like. Is he doing uh, uh, St. John's? Yeah. Okay. That's where he went, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. So, yeah, man. It's just uh, it's weird to see all the guys we grew up with managing, GMing, and owning and coaching teams now. I know. It's it's making me feel old. Yeah. So, especially anytime I see Tony Kukoc with his, with his silver fox hair now. Dude, I know. He doesn't even I'm look like, like himself. I'm like, dude, that's... It's Tony. He had great hair in the nineties. He had great hair, yeah. So you know, he still, still has good hair. It's just, it's just a different color now. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> All right, so I think we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of Forty Eight Minutes. Uh, this is Forty Eight Minutes brought to you by the Forty Eight Minutes Network. Um, be sure to check us on iTunes, Google Podcasts. I saw they changed their name recently, and Spotify, uh, where you can give us some nice reviews, subscribe, uh, keep an eye out on our Twitter account at Forty Eight Minutes Network NTWRK. We are brewing up another contest soon, so it, Ooh, yeah, involving involving some two K VC for you two Kers out there. Ooh, ooh, yeah. Fortunately, us people that are members of the team cannot enter. I knew, I knew you were gonna throw that at me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't buy VC anyway. I know, like ever. I know. Yeah, I I grind. <laughs> you do, you do. <laughs> um, and then also check out our shows. Obviously, us every Wednesday. Uh, Shot Callers, our Monday show. That's our NBA show with Kyle and Ben. And then on Fridays, our college basketball show, At Large Bid, with myself and Ryan Luster. All on this wonderful RSS feed you subscribe to and listen to today. So everyone, enjoy the week of hoops, and uh, take it easy. We'll be back soon.